You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is none other than Zach the Rose Batista. Zach, how you doing, my man? Uh, I am tired, but I'm ready for a start of a hopefully not bad day. I am also pretty tired, and also Wordle is pissing me off today. Yeah, the word today is kind of a sneaky one. Uh, I'm not happy about it. I hate those. <laughs> I am but a dullard, and I only know the easy ones. Yeah, why, why, you, why are you doing this to me, Wordle? I, I, the New York Times took it over, and suddenly it just gives all the fucking... We're just getting hard words back to back. We're just getting hard words in a row. I, no, there was a word that I don't know which one it was. I forgot it now, but uh, it got I got it, and I was like, I don't even know what this word is. And my parents were like, oh yeah, it's obviously this. I was like, the f- what? Apparently I was the idiot. <laughs> didn't know this one random ass fucking word. Oh, the worst. I hate I hate when you're like, what is this word? And everyone's like, you don't know that word? It's like, you like, know no. what? You know what? Yeah, fuck you. Like, no, I didn't, but thanks for making me feel feel bad about it. Uh all right. well we got some we got some good matches today to talk about. Uh we do. Yeah, we, we brought some cool ones to the table. Zach, what did you bring us today? Because I know you picked the majority of the matches this week. I did. So I brought us Rachel Rose versus Haley Danielle from New Texas Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I decided that since Samoa Joe got inducted to the Hall of Fame, we would watch one of his best matches from Ring of Honor. That would be him versus Kenta Kobashi, Japanese wrestling legend. Yes. And yes. Uh, very, and very cool weird. match. Congrats to Samoa Joe for that. Uh, and I brought to the table... Effie versus Sunny Kiss from Enjoy Wrestling Season 4. Um, I believe... What was Season 4 called? I forgot what it was Striking called. Striking Distance? Striking Distance, yes. Season 4, of Stri- season four Episode 1 of Striking Distance uh, of Enjoy Wrestling. Uh, I'm very excited about that one because I heard good things about this match. Uh, so I, I, I'm very excited to talk about it. Hmm. Uh, uh, <sighs> we did not discuss the order, did we? No, we did not. I was about to ask you what, how... How do we want to do this? What order do we want to go in here? I feel like Joe and Kobashi should be last. This is the, it's the longest and arguably the best one, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, if we want to go the usual order, uh, my the match I thought was the worst is Danielle versus Rose. Yeah, I mean it was to be fair. Yeah, I mean we could we could do that one first because there there are was... reasons behind it, but it's it's still. Yeah. It was sh- it was short, and the other two matches were both really good. So, yeah. yeah uh, 
Yeah, let's just, let's just start off with that. So let's talk about Rachel Rose versus Haley Danielle from New Texas Pro Wrestling for the New Texas Pro Wrestling Women's Championship. So uh, this match, uh, <laughs> the champion going to this match is Rachel Rose, and her competitor is Haley Danielle, who is making her pro wrestling debut this match. Which uh, I'm not going to lie, I was like, oh, okay, that's an interesting first match. So let's see how this goes. Um. As such, the story between these two is basically Danielle was the right the uh, what is it, the hand of the queen, I believe it was her was her title. Yes, uh, yeah, she was like Rose's like uh, ally. Basically, helped her keep control over the belt, and eventually the two of them broke up. Obviously, because inevitably the heel is going to turn on the uh, the lackey to keep their belt. And mm-hmm. somehow, I don't know how, the commentary just said somehow, uh, Danielle got herself a title match here, which she was arguably owed for after helping Rose keep the title for so long. Mm-hmm. So as such, this crowd hates Rose, but likes Haley a lot. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, Haley definitely being the face in this match. Haley also, uh, a big a big part of this match, is that this is her first ever wrestling match. This is her debut match, and it is for the title. Yeah, oh yeah. I think I mentioned before, but yeah, no, it was it was very yeah, you mentioned I mean yeah, yes, you mentioned it, uh, but it's just I feel like I needed to reiterate because it's very yes, fair. That it's is very fair. important. Yeah, that was where I was like, really? First wrestling match against the champ, huh? Exactly. Like, you're really really taking a shot at the top right off the bat here. Mm, my very was, bold bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays yeah. off. I was like, I hope you're I'm like, I hope you're as good as you this is being billed as. So mm-hmm. These two square off initially, and Rose tries to grab at uh, Haley, but Haley uh, ducks her out of the way and pushes her into the corner. The two then um, lock up with each other, and Haley gets the upper hand with a with a waist lock. And while Rose discounts with a side headlock, Haley quickly uh, locks her in another waist lock once more. So Rose, this this is odd to get out of this like waist lock. Rose just kind of throws herself to the floor near the ropes, and Haley just lets go of her. Like, just like, oh, damn. Yep. <laughs> she threw herself into the ropes. Oh, she did it. She got there. That confused me a little bit, but whatever. Moving on. The two once more lock up. This time, Rose gets the upper hand, except she immediately then pie faces Haley because Rose is the heel and she is a massive bitch in this match. The Haley is no slouch because she immediately pie faces Rose back. So, Rachel then socks Haley in the jaw with a forearm and locks her in a waist lock before rolling through and letting her go so that when she gets, when she rolls up, she super kicks her. Well, she goes to super kick her, but she stops like just before she kicks Haley in the face. Kind of like a, I could fuck you up right now and just beat this, win this match, but I'm not gonna because, you know, I can still beat you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like your other, uh, go on. It, it, it's a lot of Rachel Rose just like fucking with Haley. Yeah, like, Haley's, like, trying her damnedest, and Rachel really doesn't view her as a threat. And no. It's, and she's being really arrogant about it, and it's very much affecting our, her actions in the ring, which you'll see shortly. Cause, mm-hmm. um, so, spurred on by the crowd, Haley swings at Rose. Rose ducks it, puts her in a waist lock. Haley grabs one of Rose's feet through her own legs, takes her to the mat. Rose quick kicks her way from her into the corner. She then nails a running knee to the face in the corner before throwing Haley into the ring and stepping on the back of her neck, which 
was <laughs> was rough, probably. Yeah, it did, it did. It wasn't like aggressive though. It wasn't like a stomp. She was just like, eh, eh. Yeah, just like keeping like, her down. Yeah, just step. It was just like one of those things where I'm like, that probably doesn't hurt, but that's probably rather uncomfortable to just have someone's foot on the back of your neck. Yeah. And then, as I said, she tries to pin Haley very arrogantly and only gets a two count, though she probably could have already have won this match by this point. Most likely. So Rose just at this point is just disrespectfully pie facing Haley while she's trying to get up. The moment she gets to her feet, she snapmares Haley to the floor, puts her in like a variation of a rear naked choke. But the crowd, thanks to their power, is able to help Haley to fire up, powers. get her thanks back to, to their, their feet. cheering. She gets some off some separation from Ro- Rose with a series of strikes, and immediately she chops Rose across the chest. I actually thought this was a quite a good a good strike, in all things considering. Yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty solid. Rose, those, uh, while Rose Irish whips her after, Haley's able to counter it with a shoulder tackle, which knocks Rose over, which is like the first time Haley's gotten like a good string of offense in this entire match, which isn't the longest match in her defense. Mm-hmm. She then tries to get Rose in a fireman's carry position, but she elbows her way out of it. And following this up, Rachel tries to throw Haley into the ropes via a waist lock, but Haley hangs on and then double leg takedowns Rose, and with Rose on the floor... She locks her in a sharpshooter. Yeah. This and cool. uh, commentary was like, oh, Bret Hart's like a big inspiration for her. And uh, Rose is able to crawl her way to get a ro- to the ropes to get a rope break. Mm-hmm. And frustrated, Haley makes the rookie mistake of deciding to argue with the ref. Yeah. And she never pays good, for this. Never a good idea. Mm-mm. The moment she turns around, Rose super kicks her in the face. She tries to pin Haley, but Haley kicks out, so she picks Haley up on her knees, mockingly starts to clap for her, like, think, like you know, like as the crowd would try to for her to get her to, like, you know, hulk up, for better, worse, or for the uh, lack of a better term. And the crowd actually starts cheering, and as they're cheering, Rose just runs the ropes, decks her with a running knee to the back of the head, which commentary called off with her head. Very, off very with her head. great fucking finisher name. She picks up the win. Yep, yep. All for their head is basically just a shining wizard. Yeah, it's basically the boom. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's the match. Very short. Uh, Mikey, how do you how do you feel about this match? It was, it was fine. Like I I don't know. It felt it it, it was her. It was Haley Danielle's debut match. So I don't like I don't want to be too harsh on it. You know because like it was her first wrestling match, and I and I get it. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's you're not like. I feel like no one really nails it the first time. <laughs> yeah, unless you're like a, a what's the word? Prodigy. That's the word. Yeah, God, me and my words today. Like, like I think I think I think Haley Danielle definitely has promise, and I would like to see more of her matches uh, as she learns more as a wrestler mm. and as she grows as a wrestler. But I don't know. This one was just like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I personally am going to give this match a miss out. Yeah, I didn't want to do it, and, but like, same. <laughs> and it's like, it's like you said, it's, it's her first match. So like when they said it was her first match, my first thought was either this is going to be a surprisingly good match or it's not going to be the best match. And it wasn't the best match. Mm-hmm. Like it was there just was... short. It was just short. She didn't get a lot of offense in. There mm-hmm. was no, like, it, it felt like it didn't flow very well. Yeah, there was a lot of spots that didn't really, like... Yeah, like I said, they they were a bit clunky at points. And, like, I'm gonna cut her some slack, and I'm gonna say, miss out on this match, and watch later Haley Danielle matches. 
when she gets better at wrestling. Yes. Because yes. we've already uh, watched Rachel Rose, and she's had... I know she's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be like, just wait for Danielle, have some later matches, get better, and watch those matches, not this one. Yes, definitely don't definitely don't sleep on Haley Danielle. But, like Zach said, I don't think this match is it. But that's, again... No, they're not all gonna be bangers, but yeah, she's definitely got promise. Yeah, she's. De- I'm definitely. Uh, I would definitely be down to watch a match of hers later after a bit more improvement on her part. Absolutely, for sure. All right, man. Starting off white hot today. Yeah, white hot. Uh, why don't we move on to the next one? We'll take. We'll we'll take a look at Effie and Sunny Kiss from Enjoy Wrestling. Oh, this match. I was actually. Quite surprised you. This is the first time these two were having a singles match together. Right? The first ever singles match between these two wrestlers. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh... uh this one started off pretty good. Mm-hmm. We got that nice, uh, test of strength spot between Effie and Sunny, where, like, Effie gets the upper hand at first, forces Sunny to do a bridge, but if you've watched any Sunny Kiss match, you know that Sunny is the most athletic person, or the most, uh, what's the word? Um, flexible. Flexible person you've ever seen. So they bridge entirely, and then they counter on Effie. I love how the moment Sunny starts to make Effie bridge, Effie just bails. He's like, fuck that. I'm not fucking yep. doing that. Nope. Effie's like, nope, 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 nope. Mm-hmm. The two lock up again. Effie gets the uh, upper hand once more, but Sunny flips their way out of Effie's grasp and turns the uh, hold around into their favor. So Effie mm. also then flips his way out of their hold. But when he does it, <laughs> he tries to, like, swing at Sonny but misses. Mm-hmm. So then Sonny uh, tries to shove him into the ropes, but Effie hangs on to force separation between the two of them. And the moment he gets the chance to, Effie backhands Sonny across the face. Yeah. And just... Just starts taunting them, which I was in my head. I was like, "That's probably not a good idea," and it it wasn't. Yep. Nope. Never. Uh, right as he's taunting Sunny, Sunny uh aggressively puts him in a side headlock, and then when Effie Irish whips Sunny, um, Sunny bowls over him with an amazing looking <laughs> shoulder tackle that Effie sold like it was their finisher. Mm-hmm. I actually was really impressed by the shoulder tackle here for some reason. I- I agree. Just really, really answering back from that backhand and being like, oh, you want to hit me? I'll hit you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Sonny starts to the ro- ro- sun. run the ropes then, but uh, Effie rolls underneath them, leapfrogs over, and then lands on their knees, just staring at Kiss, as is the most classic Effie move you can get. Mm-hmm. Because he likes it. Of course he does. So Sonny does try to kick Effie in the head. But Effie ducks it, and he's like, that's not going to work on me. Only to get pump-kicked in the chest by Kissed, and then pounced upon. <laughs> I was like, it's like he get, it's like he got through pl- phase one, dodged the first kick. Ah, yes, I'm a genius. Phase two, didn't he plan for phase two? <laughs> phase <sighs> two, wing it. Mm-hmm. So then uh, Kiss hits Effie with a clothesline at discus form that caused Effie to retreat to the outside. Sonny then tries to spear Effie under the apron, but Effie jumps over Kiss, lands on their back before locking them in a tarantula submission hold using the ropes, which I was very surprised, but also pleasantly surprised to see. Yeah, it was really cool. I think the last time I saw someone use this exact move was like, I want to say it was like Shayna Baszler on Kyrie Sane. Like all the way back in like NXT, back when NXT was like really good. I'm about to say, yeah, that sounds right. 
I don't even know what it's like these days. But anyway, I'm not going to talk about who, that. Who, I don't think anyone does because nobody nobody likes NXT 2.0. There are some people, like my dad. He watches it. He loves it. Mm. So you know what? At least some people are liking it. Yeah, I guess. Anywho. So after this tarantula submission hold, um, Effie, uh... <laughs> so, um, Effie gets back in the ring after this and starts to run the ropes because he's like, alright, yeah, I've, I've tired Sonny out. I'm gonna knock him back down. Mm-hmm. And then the moment, as he's, like, coming back off the ropes towards where he thought Sonny was, Sonny wipes him out with a spinning roundhouse kick out of nowhere. Oh, and it looked great. Mm-hmm. Camera Angle did a really good job of, like, really, like, selling the fact that this just was, it was like, uh, getting just hit by a car out of nowhere, just wiped out. Yep. So the two end up on the outside after this, and for the most part, Kiss is in control here. Uh, yeah. they... He continues to beat down on Effie, despite him liking it at one point, because, like I said before, <laughs> Effie likes it. Uh, it continues on until Effie throws Sonny face first into the ring post, and the two of them start to wander onto the entrance stage area. Like, it's legit a stage, with, like, a, curtains and everything, basically. Yep. Sonny almost turns the tables with an inverted DDT here, but uh, from this position, where Effie's, like, bent over backwards, basically... Mm-hmm. He uses his raw power and he just picks Kiss up and slams him into the stage. Yeah. Just like yeets him over and it's like, oh man. I've never seen anyone counter an inverted DDT by just straight up powering out of it, but I <laughs> feel like more people them over. I, I feel like more people should, honestly. Agreed. Like that was, was like really, really sick. It's like fuck yeah, well played. Also at first I wasn't sure if it was like Sunny doing the move to Effie or Effie too. reversing right. it. Okay, good. It wasn't just me. I was like, did Sonny just, like, flip forward? That's what I thought. I thought Sonny was, like, flipping forward into, like, a small, like a kind of like a cutter kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then the, but then the announcers were like, Effie slamming Sonny Kiss. I was like, wait, really? I was like, shit. That, that's what that's what happened? Fuck, I mean, it was awesome, but... Yeah, no, that it was it was cool, but it was just like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that's what happened. It looked, it, it was very ambiguous. Yeah, tad bit confusing. So after this, they wander back to the front of the apron, where there's, like, the ring steps set up for the, them to, like, walk on if they want to get into the ring, right? And here, Sonny, in a very, for me, rare case where Sonny Kiss gets very violent, just pulls both of Effie's arms behind his back, puts their foot into, like, the crevice of his back, and just pushes him face first into the steps. Slash apron. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. <laughs> that... Would have been fucking terrible if Effie just slammed his face into the steps, honestly. <laughs> but, um, honestly, this whole sequence I was a big fan of. Very unique spots, and also very well executed, you know, outside of the ambiguity of the first set, the first move, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So despite this devastating move, uh, when Sonny goes after Effie in the ring, Effie counters it by hitting them with a TKO that he beautifully transitions into a dragon sleeper hold using one of Kiss's arms. This is some, like, Drew Gulak shit where I was like, oh my fucking god, that was disgustingly amazing. Mm-hmm. And while, while Sonny is able to fight their way out of this hole, Effie just beats them down until he has them s- sitting in the bottom of a corner. Then Effie uh, hits two very effective running knees to the face, goes to pin Sonny, but Sonny kicks out. This leaves Sonny, though, laid out, so Effie then heads to the top rope. And uh, from the top rope, Sonny's actually able to stop this by European up, 
European uppercutting Effie in the face. Wow, I am just off my game right now. And then in a rare but impressive, impressive feat of strength, Sonny Gorilla presses Effie off the top rope and throws him into the ring before hitting a standing backflip double knees to Effie's back. I was very surprised that Sonny Kiss pulled this off, but also very impressed. I was yeah. pleased by this. And as a result, Effie retreats back to another corner, so Sonny goes to the opposite corner, handspring backflips towards Effie, and then uppercuts him in the face. Yes. Feeling themselves at this point, Sonny goes for a leg drop on the back of Effie's head, or I think it was um, it was either a leg drop or it was a scissor kick, I can't remember right now. Was it the one where he was on the top rope and he like hooks his leg around his head and he goes for like the DDT or no? No, no, that's that's soon, I think. Okay. But uh, Effie moves out of the way. So uh, as Kiss is like laying on the like sit, sat on the ground like holding their ass and legs, Effie immediately attacks one of Sonny's legs before locking him in a figure four leg lock. Yeah, which... really. Effie Effie found his target. Yeah, it took him a while, and it took him a bit of a beating, but he finally decided, I'm just gonna fuck your leg up. Mm-hmm. We then get a very, uh... We then get a really nice spot here, where as, like, Kiss is screaming in pain, trying to crawl the ropes, there's just a point where Kiss says, fuck it, and they just sit up and slap Effie across the face. And, of course, Effie's just kind of like, bitch, and he slaps him right back, and we just get into, like, a slap fight in the middle of the ring between these two. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, I... Was I? <laughs> I was just amused by the fact that the, both of them are in a figure four and they're just slapping the shit out of each other. Listen, if if there's any way to get out of a figure four, it's just it's to just fight the other guy. Yeah, and it does work. Effie does release the hole, I, and the two put you into it. The two will go to opposite corners once again. Sunny mm-hmm. then uh does try to run and attack Effie. Uh, hold on. but Effie boots them in the face, jumps up on the middle rope, and then. He taunts Sonny by twerking at them, because, you know, Sonny does this occasionally. But mm-hmm. Sonny, as you can tell throughout this whole match, is really not in the mood for Effie's shit. <laughs> so he very frankly just gets underneath Effie, and it hits him with a sit-out powerbomb. <laughs> I was just like, damn, I kind of liked Sonny Kiss with an attitude, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Despite this, though, Effie does kick out. So Sonny yes. goes to the top rope and tries to moonsault on top of him. But Effie rolls out of the way, so Sonny, in midair, is forced to land on their feet. Effie then tries to so- clothesline Sonny, and Sonny ducks him by doing, like, the Matrix duck, like, dodge backwards in into an arch. A bri- into a bridge, yeah. And seeing this, Effie just kicks out the leg that he was attacking before, <laughs> which knocks Sonny down and causes him to crawl to a corner. I like how Effie was just like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. So, uh, keeping up the offense from before, Effie then hits uh, Sonny with a running, sorry, a running big boot, which he then transitions into a leg lock DDT, which I believe he calls over the rainbow. Mm-hmm. But I might be wrong about that. But it doesn't get him the win, though. I love this DDT spot. It's like it is vintage Effie, and I love it's it. It's very cool, yeah. Like Sonny also did a fantastic job of selling this. Like he like lawn darted into the ground. Like this is some like <laughs> Neville selling levels of shit. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Though, of course, as I said, Kiss, unless I didn't, I forgot, Kiss kicks out of this. So Effie at this point is desperate to put Sonny away. So he goes to the top rope, and then he's interrupted once again by Agamengiri to the ribs from Kiss. And then after a bit of positioning, Sonny hits Effie with a Cazador into a bulldog off the top rope. But Effie still kicks out of it. 
Like neither one yeah. of these are willing to. Neither one of these two are willing to back down at this point. But Sunny at this point momentum is on their side, so they go to the top rope and nail Effie with a 450 slash. But mid cover, Effie counters their cover with another with one of their own. So Kiss kicks mm-hmm. out of it, and then after this, Sunny hits Effie with a running super kick, a spinning roundhouse kick, and then a tilt to world label lock, which surprisingly causes Effie to tap out. Yeah. Uh- Sunny Kiss ends up getting the win here. I was like, what the fuck? Damn. Yeah. I was, big, I was expecting Effie to win, too. Mm-hmm. But Very yeah, Sunny with a big win, and it, it, uh, in, in great fashion by making Effie tap. Mm-hmm. Really cool match from Enjoy Wrestling. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, what are your feelings on this match, Mikey? I really liked it. I was super into it. I, had, I, uh, I actually watched this match. I actually was like, bored one day and i just instead of watching just this first match i watched the entire episode of uh striking distance very nice uh with the i believe there was an eight eight person tag match in the beginning which was also really good nice um and the yeah enjoy wrestling is just has just been putting on like straight bangers and i feel like not enough people are talking about it it'll have its time i i hope but yeah, Effie versus Sunny Kiss. This one was really, really good. Uh, I think I think I'm giving it high mess status here. I think I'll also go with you on the high mess status. Yeah, I thought it, it was, was really, a... really enjoyable. Yes, that's that's actually what I was gonna say. It's a very enjoyable, really, match. <laughs> really enjoyable. Oh my god, Dan the Dandy uh... <laughs> fucking crowd. God damn you. I like I I love I love enjoy wrestling's merch because it they it literally just says like I enjoy wrestling and it has like their logo on it and it's just That's, so easy and so simple and it's so good. That is such a great idea for merch. What the fuck? Yeah, it's like it's just it's just so perfect for your company. And I also like it is definitely on my wrestling bucket list to attend a uh an enjoy wrestling show live one day. Uh, judging by where they keep having shows, there's a very good chance that will happen to you soon. Yeah, but Pittsburgh is like five hours away. Yeah. It's a trip, man. But, like, I'd be willing to take it for enjoy at this point. They've, they have only impressed me. (laughs) Like. Only, I mean, hey, that's a pretty good track record if I say so myself. Like, I feel like every match I've seen of theirs has just been impressive, and I've been really and I've been really into it. So I, I feel like it, it'd be worth the, the, the trip. Fair enough. So, yeah. uh, with that out of the way, let's get to our heavy hitter of a match. All right, everybody. Uh, it, it, <laughs> if you're familiar with this show, now would be a good time to grab a drink, maybe pause the episode, go take a bathroom break. Oh. <laughs> Come back and listen to this because this is a this is a long one we're about to talk about. Yeah, this is what a twenty five minute match. Something we're about like to that. Get yeah, into between Samoa Joe and Kenta Kobashi from Ring of Honor. So, have you ever watched a Kenta Kobashi match before this? I haven't. This was my I, first. Funnily enough, I have. Interesting. Where on Speedball Mike Bailey's Twitch channel? Oh yeah. He was yeah he has like days where he watches uh wrestling and oh wait no oh no it was Drew Gulak now that I think about it Drewy Gooks yeah Drew Gulak back when he was uh back way back I know you don't watch WWE programming but back when he was twenty four seven champion or in like the running for that he mm-hmm. streamed on Twitch and he had a day where he was just streaming like classic Japanese pro wrestling matches and Kenta Kobashi I'm pretty sure was one of the matches that I watched. Mm-hmm. So okay, I, that's really cool. 
I had an idea of what we were going to have into, for this match, but man, this match didn't disappoint me. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it was really cool. I was definitely into it. Um, Fun fact, by the way, that I learned from the YouTube comments, Kenta Kobashi was actually worried about this match somewhat. Why? <laughs> because he was worried no one would know who he was, and he was going up against an established heel in Ring of Honor at this point. Oh, I mean, I I, I don't know why he was worried. <laughs> it's kind of like the Adam Cole thing with AEW, or, he, or like NXT, I think it was, where he's like, I was worried no one would know who I was, and then everyone chanted Adam Cole, baby, and he was like, ah... Mm-hmm. Feels, still feels nice. So that was basically why at the beginning of this match, when he gets announced and he gets a fucking standing ovation, he looks genuinely surprised that they actually know who he is. <laughs> Which is I'm the glad... most heartwarming thing for me. Yeah, I don't think anyone was surprised, though, when, about him. Boy, howdy, if they didn't know who he was before this match, they fucking they sure know about do now, yeah. <laughs> they definitely sure do now. Why don't we get right into it? Uh yeah. This match starts off with these two just, like, locking up in, like, a, you know, right, some good old chain wrestling. They lock hands. They start mm-hmm. fighting back and forth for control. And then, like, Joe just pushes Kobashi off of him and just slaps him across the face. I like how, and like, it's like, oh, that's how we're doing this. Okay. Yeah, like, Kobashi just sits there for a second. Like, he's not even looking at Joe. He's like, did this motherfucker just smack me across the <laughs> yeah. face? He's not, he, he's not even, like, recoiling. He's just like, did he? The, the, the audacity. <laughs> like, so then, like, he walks up to Joe, aggressively locks arms with him, forces him into the corner. He's forced to let go, and then he chops Joe across the chest with the force of a wrecking ball. Oh, yeah. Every single chop Kobashi delivered in this one sounded like it was a gunshot. <laughs> yeah, and Samoa Joe was not fucking... And Samoa Joe, you'll hear later, was not... Was, he returned in... Full force after this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Samoa Joe was not holding back. Kabashi was not holding back. This was a heavy hitting matchup between two people who are very good at hitting heavily. I'm pretty sure uh, Kobashi's like, I mean, he's the one who basically, like, what was the word? Joe takes a lot of inspiration from Kobashi as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah, these two are the base. Every attack, every strike you hear in this match, just think of it like someone getting hit in the chest with a cinder block, basically, and you've got the force <laughs> of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. After this, these two get right up in each other's face, start to shove each other, lock up for an attest of strength, and just as it seems like Kobashi has gotten the upper hand, Joe <laughs> drops down and hits him with a Northern Light suplex. Mm-hmm. I, love, as... I love the way Joe does a suplex, the way he, like, leap, he like jumps into them. Mm-hmm. And then I love how as Kobashi, like, gets up, he bulldozes him with a fucking shoulder tackle, which knocks him to the outside. Mm-hmm. And as Kobashi gets up, he Joe baseball slides him, goes back into the ring, runs the ropes, and then suicide dives him. It's vintage Samoa Joe suicide dive. Well, I said vintage twice in one, vintage. one episode. <laughs> Fuck me. Okay, Michael Cole, relax. I've got Randy Orton on the brain. I think I just watched like his match against Matt with uh, RK Bro from this week's Raw. So uh, I've got so, him on my so brain. You, you have Michael Cole being like, vintage Orton. I can hear him in my head. Yeah, basically, I can hear the vintage. Mm-hmm. So after Joe wipes out Kabashi, he rolls him back into the ring where he attacks him with a body slam and a standing elbow drop. Kabashi kicks out of that, so Joe locks him in a sitting side headlock that he transitions into a dragon sleeper right when Kabashi starts to get out of the headlock. And while Kabashi gets the rope break and goes to the corner, Joe follows him there and blasts him with chops of his own. Mm-hmm. But that only seems to fire Kabashi up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. So... He walks out of the corner, gets face-to-face with Joe, 
comes out swinging with several belter-level chops. Oh, yeah. But Joe withstands them and then delivers just his own concussive kicks to Kobashi's chest. And then it integrated the side of the head, which knocks him right back to the floor. Like, Joe, like, ate these hits. Was like, my turn. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! So let me get this awesome sequence where as Kobashi is, like, leaning over, like, he's, like, bent over. Joe is doing the classic, like, dickhead heel spot where he, like, grabs their hair and is, like, kicking him in the head really fast. And Kobashi mm-hmm. then just paintbrushes his chest with these meaty chops. And then he just repeat these sequence of events over and over again until Joe's like, okay, you know what? Go fuck yourself. And he just, he <laughs> knees Kobashi in the face several times, knocks him back to the ground. Yeah, it's it just like... Every every time these two are standing up, they're just wailing on each other as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. Like, I like... Oh, it's ridiculous. It's awesome because it actually... That, that fits right into my next point, Mikey. I love how after this, Joe reasonably like has to take a breather. He's like, fuck me. <sighs> One sec. <laughs> yeah. And then, like... So then to start things off again, Joe chops Kobashi in the back of the neck, mm-hmm. kicks him in the chest, and then running knee drops his chest... So Kabashi, of course, rolls to the outside, and here Joe sits Kabashi in a chair in the in like a corner on the outside. They got like barricades to make like a square box. So he's in a corner sitting in a chair, and he kicks Kabashi the chest like once just to make sure that he stays there. Yep. Goes to the other side of the ring, sprints full speed at Kabashi, and then kicks him so hard in the face that he goes through the crowd barrier in the corner and falls to the ground. Yep. He's not done though. So no. Joe finds another chair in another corner, sits Kobashi in it once more. Except this time, when he sprints at him, Kobashi gets up, runs to him, and just over- <laughs> he overhead chops him in the side of the neck. Puts, <laughs> sits him in the chair, chops him, then runs across the the other side of the ring, and then sprints and running chops Joe out of the chair. Over the crowd barricade. He jumped Joe so hard, he, like, lifted... He, like, lifted out of the chair, over the barricade, and into the crowd. Fucking awesome. He then drags Joe to the outside, DDTs him there. The crowd at this point saying, we can't see, because this match is fucking awesome, and they want to see more of it. Yeah. And he drags Joe back into the ring. And, and then the, the, crowd, ring... the crowd cheers. And was, on this point, I have to say... The crowd for this match was top-notch. White hot. Absolutely white hot. These two could have had a game of rock, paper, scissors, and they would have <laughs> sold it like it was a fucking five-star classic. Yeah, they yeah they could have been playing checkers for, for like all the crowd gave a shit. Like, this match was already fucked, and then it just became a banger. Like, the, like right? there was there was This Is Awesome chance, like, two minutes, like, like, maybe, like, two moves in. Like, Oh, my God. It was so good. So after he, so eventually, like I said, Kabashi gets Joe back into the ring, locks him in a front face lock that Joe is able to escape using the ropes. But the moment that Kabashi lets go of him, he goes right back to chopping Joe's chest. Like he's like, "All right, fine, you got out of that." More pain. And uh, eventually, Irish whips Joe, but he doesn't let go of Joe's arm. Like it's this spot where like he runs with the uh, Joe, so he can knee him the moment he turns around. Mm-hmm. He does this twice. Until he hits Joe with one of his signature moves, which is the uh, the burning sword, which is where he it's bends. Such a the... cool name for a move. It is. Yeah, what he does basically is he bends the opponent over backwards, like he's gonna invert and DDT them, but then he like holds them there and just overhead chops them into the mat. Yeah. 
Relentlessly, Kabashi then continues to hit Joe on the floor with standing overhead chops to the chest, but it just will not finish Joe off. For like these two literally are like two walking tanks. Just <laughs> ref- they just will not go down. Oh yeah, absolutely. These two are just like want to kill each other, I feel like, but also don't, but like also do. Exactly. So he locks Joe in another front face lock, but Joe once again gets out thanks to a rope break. And after this, Kabashi attempts to suplex Joe. And then Joe just out of nowhere counters it with one of his own. Yeah. So the two of them are wiped at this point. Very much so. I mean, I can see why. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if any one of us took a chop to one of the, from one of these two, we would just be, We'd be dead. Just We'd be dead. Out of breath. Gone. When they do when they do both get to their feet, we initially get a battle between like Kobashi's chops and Joe's kicks. However, Joe switches his up for chops, and slowly they just pick up the pace until Joe just hits several chops in a row. Kobashi responds with re- consecutive chops and then finally he knocks joe to the ground with a huge chop oh yeah covers joe but joe gets his hand on the ropes so kobashi locks him in an abdominable stretch with which damn near causes joe to pass out Mm -hmm. but joe (laughs) wills his way to the ropes again and kobashi has this look of like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) did you just do that again stop it stop fucking hell dude just stay down so he, once again, after this, does another standing overhead chop to Joe's chest as he's laying on the ground. But again, it only gets him this two count. So Kabashi's like, alright, try something new. Locks Joe in a chin lock until he's exhaustive enough that he can jam his knee into Joe's back. And then overhead chop him, like, right on the crown of his head. Bonk. Mm, ba- that's what I thought of, too. I was like, bonk, go back to, uh... <laughs> go back to horny jail, Joe. Bonk. Go bonk. So after this, he picks Joe up, repeatedly hits him with overhead chops to the neck. But then out of nowhere, as Kobashi is going for like a spinning back chop to Joe, Joe catches him and then takes him to the mat with a single leg sweep. Very, it's like straight up out of a judo playbook, which I fucking loved. Mm-hmm. And then he hits Kobashi with a running senton. And finally, Joe is back in control. Oh, yeah. So he proceeds to hit Kobashi back into a corner with a combination of punches to the face and chops to the chest. With Kabashi now batter, Joe goes to powerbomb him. However, even though Kabashi does block it the first time, Joe kicks him in the head multiple times, and then he just hoists him up into the air, powerbombs him into the mat. Yeah. And this uh, causes Kobashi to just kind of collapse into the bottom of... Oh, powerbombs him into the corner, sorry. Mm-hmm. And Kobashi like, kind of like falls into the corner and just collapses to the bottom of it. Again, yeah. Joe, Joe has to catch his breath after this, too. Yeah, but after he catches his breath, he comes back and just starts, like, rubbing his boot on Kobashi's face. And yeah. then he, like, loads up, goes to the other side, and just hits a huge face wash that almost, like, knocks Kobashi out of the ring. Oh, my God. He was he was definitely, uh, definitely had murder on the brain there. Oh, yeah. Then he uh, lifts Kobashi up onto the top rope and hits him with a fucking muscle buster that Kobashi surprisingly kicks out of. Yeah. Which was wild. I was not expecting that. I was like, that's Joe's finisher from me. I'm like, that's his finisher. And he that kicked move, out that of move it. Is, that move got banned in WWE for being so dangerous. And he kicked out of it. So ruthlessly, Joe just starts to drive his knee into Kobashi's, at this point, semi-lifeless body. And then he tries... <laughs> and then he tries to lock Joe, lock him in a sleeper hold. But Kobashi actually throws him off of him. Yeah. And undeterred, Joe axe kicks him on the shoulder and then power bombs him into the mat, which he transitions immediately into a pin. But Kobashi kicks out again. 
But as soon as he kicks out, Joe is there with it. Joe is there to just grab his arm and lock in an STF on Kabashi. Mm-hmm. I love this sequence because after this, like Kabashi, like crawls a bit closer. Joe's like, "All right," locks in a label lock. Crawls a little closer. Fine, I'll tie up even more. Rocks in, locks in a rings of Saturn. Joe just keeps changing submissions because every time Kabashi gets close with one of his arms, Joe's just like, "All right, I'll grab that one too." I love this because. Like, as this looked brutal, it was well executed, and Kobashi did a really good job of wanting you to, like, making you want to see him get to this rope break. Yeah, God and then he when gets he did. to it with his feet. And God, when he did, the crowd was like, oh, shit. The crowd was like, yes, we get to see more wrestling. Mm-hmm. So they each then uh, crawl to the... <laughs> the two of them basically are expended now. So Joe goes to one corner, Kobashi crawls to his feet to the opposite corner. They each get to their feet, and then Kobashi and Joe run each other. And Kobashi takes the initiative with an overhand chop to the side of the neck, followed by a half-and-half half suplex. Which looked great. Mm-hmm. But unlike before, this time, ni- <laughs> neither one can get up after this. So the ref starts his count. And at mm-hmm. seven, Kobashi is the first to get to his feet. And he takes this opportunity to hit Joe with a spinning back chop to the side of the neck again. Like, like Kobashi's basically like, I'm going to just fuck your chest, neck, and head up this whole match. <laughs> Chop City, bitch. Mm-hmm. So this backs Joe into the corner, uh, where Kabashi then gives unleashes a flurry of chops to the chest before stopping, and he just it, unleashes this war cry. I'm about to say he has, he hits him with chop. He he just hits Joe with chops for a good like twenty seconds. Like yeah, it's he actually goes for a while. So I actually timed after this after the first Did you series really? of chops. I timed it, because I was like, how long did he actually just... For 40 straight seconds, he just <laughs> machine gun chops Joe in the chest over and over and over again. And then every time he slows down, you're like, all right, he's done. He just goes, ah, it just starts over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can now see why uh, Eddie Kingston fucking loves Kenta Kobashi in his matches. Because all he does is beat the shit out of people. Yeah, he fucking does. And he makes it look good, too. So after this blitz of chops, which... Finally find their stopping point. Uh, Kabashi hits Joe with several double overhanded chops to the chest, which have the impacts of a fucking axe, basically. Oh, yeah. And this causes Joe to fall onto the bottom turnbuckle, where Kabashi hits him with another double overhand chop to the chest, and it's talking good for Joe. Joe's woozy at this point now. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Kabashi slams him into the mat with another half and half suplex. Goes to pin him, but Joe somehow gets his hand on the ropes. So Kabashi's like, fuck it. I'm finishing him off now. (laughs) And then Joe, like a fucking phoenix, just gets this burst of life. Because once he gets up on his feet, he unloads on Kabashi with several forms of the face. But as he runs the ropes and rebounds, Kabashi catches him in a sleeper hold, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. And he holds on to this for a long time. Like, Joe is slowly fading away, and he's like, keeps trying to go for the ropes to break the hole, but he just keeps just becoming pacified. Mm-hmm. And then Kobashi, once he's like, alright, you're about ready for it, he picks him up and drops him on his head with a half nav suplex. <laughs> yep. And desperately, Kobashi goes to pin Joe, and Joe fucking kicks out on instinct. Like, you literally see him, like, kick out. He's like, oh, falls back down. Yeah. <laughs> So, he picks Joe, Joe up again. Joe is exhausted at this point. Yeah, no, Joe, at this point, like, the fact that he's still holding on is a testament to just Joe's stubbornness and his just overall badassness. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
And as a last-ditch effort, Joe tries to fight back once more by just paintbrushing, like, Kobashi with repeated slaps across the face. Like, these slaps are so hard, I can literally see Kobashi's sweat being smacked across. And then he goes that to run the, the ropes. Coolest, I think that was the coolest part of the chops later in the match, where every time they chopped, you could see, like, a big, like, mm-hmm. of sweat. That's very much classic New Japan stuff right there. Like, if the match that I'm thinking of is was Kobashi like that... The match I was thinking, by the way, in case you're worried, Kobashi literally was slapping this dude. We're fighting so much that these two's chests were purple by the end of how oh, many yeah. times they chopped each other. Yeah, you could see ha- like handprints like all over them. It was fucking awesome. So then Joe, uh, after paintbrushing Kobashi, goes to run the ropes and lariat him. But Kobashi knocks his arm away, backhand chops him three times in the face. Not once, not twice, but three times. Yep. Finally, he runs the ropes, hits his fucking finisher, the burning lariat. Picks up the win. Unbelievable. What a fucking match, man. Yeah. These two... These two murdered each other for 25 minutes straight. Yep. There was a nice... Uh, after the match, we get a nice show of respect from these two, because as I said, Kabashi is a an inspiration for many, including Joe. Kabashi Cr- is a gentleman at the end of the day. He is. And the crowd gives them a standing ovation, which they fucking deserved. There was, this match had basically everything I wanted. Great selling, great strikes, fantastic character work done by these two with Joe being the, like, newcomer, like, you ain't shit old man to Kobashi being old samurai warrior that once you fuck with him, you've made a big mistake. Yeah, Joe being like, this is is my time, old man, and the old man being like, we'll see. (laughs) Kobashi did a fantastic job of getting the crowd behind him. Like, God, when he was like, Ikuzo, I was like, let's fucking go! (laughs) Fucking burning Larry, I was like, yes! I was so oh. loud that my mom was like, could you be a bit more quiet? It was sick. This whole match was so sick. I was in another galaxy for the height levels that I had. Uh, yeah, so if you couldn't tell, this one's a mark out. I think I could speak for a second, too. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, fucking hell. I need to... Now, after watching this, part of me is like, I need to watch the, uh, the other Samoa Joe matches that Ring of Honor put for his, like, highest matches because that i gotta watch this cm punk match but that i was gonna pick that but that match is an hour long so yes not for me that's gonna be i mean that's that must that must be a wild match like i want to watch it but like man yeah like that's a lot (laughs) i feel like that's like a match for like if we do it that's like a special like we're going to review this one match and this one match only for this or else the episode would be like two hours yeah, that would uh, whew, that would be uh, a, a journey. Yeah, it would. But anyway, that is all of our matches this week. Uh, what a what a ride we've had this on this one. Uh, why don't we give the people a little bit of a preview of what's coming next week? Uh, of I'll course. Start off since, since I picked the majority of the matches for next week, uh, I picked Yoya versus Akira from from Paradigm Pro Wrestling. And Very nice. I pick and I pick uh Pentagon Dark versus uh the Black Lotus Triad from Lucha Underground, specifically Pentagon Dark versus Doku, who you may know as Kyrie Sane. I'm so happy Kyrie Sane is back. Yes. Kyrie Sane is back, uh it's wrestling again, thank goodness, because man, I missed her a lot. Best double drop in the biz. Yeah, so and uh yeah, best elbow drop in the biz, and to celebrate her coming back, I picked this match against her and Pentagon Dark, and it's kind of to celebrate also Pentagon Dark returning. 
uh, as Penta Obscura in Penta Obscura in uh, AEW. Yeah, Penta Obscura is. Uh, I I need to see him in some like some last man standing matches now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I need some arms uh, broken. I have a funny feeling this match is going to be nuts. Zach, what match did you bring to the table? And for my one match, I decided to go. I wanted, honest, I'll be real. I wanted to see an AJ Gray match. Like I, I don't know what was in, I was in like this mood, and then I found AJ Gray versus Kylie Ray at Black Label Pro for the Midwest Championship. Nice. Yeah, this nice. is a. That sounds like it's going to be a banger. Oh yeah, I've I was Kylie Ray. I mean, the, what if you don't know already know she's great. She doesn't wrestle as often as she as she used to, but she's still great. So I'm I'm very I have high hopes for this match. Basically, mm-hmm. doesn't wrestle as much as she used to. Kind of an on and off schedule with Kylie Ray. But man, when she turns up, matches are fucking great. She show, yeah, when she shows up, she shows up. Santa, she uh, don't play. Th- yeah, I know she don't play. This uh, I'm pretty excited for this week as I was last week. Tbh. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm pretty stoked for these. I cannot, I can't wait. To, I I can't wait to get back into Lucha Underground. It's been a while since we had a Lucha Underground match on this show, so I can't it wait has. to dig. I can't wait to dig my dig my 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 fingers back into Lucha Underground stuff. I'm very excited mm-hmm. about that. You certainly love your Lucha shit, Mikey. I know that's why I was like, I'm feeling Lucha Underground. You know, get getting myself hyped for the World on Lucha, the Collective coming up this year. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about the World. I forgot about the Collective. You just reminded me. Oh, that's gonna be soon. Yeah, a couple months. Oh, World on Lucha. A mo- what, what's today? March 1st? Like a month now. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and then we got the... I, I cannot wait for that show. It's going to be wild. Collective has a lot of potential to be really, really good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if, you have, if you're not on that bandwagon yet, go check out the Collective. Go check out GCW Presents the Collective this year. Uh, they're doing it in... Uh, what is it? Where, where are they doing it? Dallas? Houston? I think it I think is. It's Houston. I, uh, I was gonna. <laughs> uh, it's fun of. I was actually my first thought was like Dallas sounds right. <laughs> I don't remember. Let's see. It's some. It's one. It's a big city in Texas. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna find it right now. It's take two seconds. Dallas. Dallas. Fair Park. All right. Cool. April second. Literally. Oh, March thirty first to April second. Wow. We have basically a month. Yeah. Just about a month. It's it's March first, so uh, at the end, starting at the end of this month into April, uh, the collective starts. That, that weekend is gonna uh, be an absolute bonkers, uh, insane wrestling weekend. Uh, obviously, there's the World on Lucha. There's Epi's Big Gay Brunch, uh, Planet Death. Mm, um, uh, I guess I should have thrown that out there for now. The, for I... the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you listening that aren't familiar with it, uh, Mikey and I usually cover quite a few shows on the collective. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we're we're kind of pre- prepping you for for that big episode that's coming up because we, we yeah. usually do a, a big yearly collective review. That's usually uh, when we go through like at least two or three shows, but those reviews are a lot th- those are a lot shorter because if we reviewed like twenty wrestling matches uh, in depth, we'd be here for hours. Yeah, they're they're kind of shorter, more general uh, observations. We're more commenting on how the whole show was. Yeah, you know, to give you an idea of, like, whether or not you think it's worth your buy or not. Yeah, so, uh, we'll definitely be doing that. Last time, last time we did a collective review, we had special guests. We did. Uh, on some episodes, so we, uh, I would like to do that again. I, I would up, love to do that again. I will hit up the rest of the Countout family and see who would like to do that with us, but I would love to, to take part in that again and get some guests on to talk about, uh, some of their favorite shows from the collective. For sure. Uh, anyway... 
now that we've got all the previews out of the way, let's get to the plugs. So remember to go uh, check us out on countoutpod.com where you can find all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, we are suit, we are posting those Indie Water shirts very soon. I promise. Uh, and we are also uh, doing a new run of hats. We are hey. doing... Uh, how th- we're gonna do a little bit of a different. We we did a little bit of a test run with the hats. We really liked how they came out, but we did uh the test run we did we did uh a certain printing style uh which is like we just kind of put the we just kind of like put a vinyl logo onto the hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time around we're gonna do embroidery, so the hats are gonna look really really choice. We're gonna do a little. We're gonna do a few of those. We're gonna release a few of those coming out. Uh, we'll keep you updated on our Twitter. At Countout Pod, where you can go follow us and get all updates for the Countout Network and uh, hear our thoughts on the world of wrestling and the world in general. And you can hit us up on Twitter if you want on a DM us, slide into our DMs over there. Uh, if you want to suggest matches to me and Zach to watch for Independent Waters, uh, you can just message us whatever 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 match you're feeling. Uh, we'll take a look at it. We we love we love fan suggested matches. Um, we'll shout you out on the show if if we uh, when we watch it. So. Go give us your suggestions over there. Uh, and go like our Facebook page. It is Count Out a Wrestling Podcast Network. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is the exact same thing, Count Out a Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, we post a lot of fun content over on YouTube. Uh, and you should also follow us over on twitch.tv slash countout, where we do uh, streams every Thursday and Sunday. We do happy hour uh, every Thursday night, and we do ring, and ring post radios every Sunday morning. Uh, so if you want to see us do some live podcast recordings, go check us out over on Twitch. Uh, and recently we did just have Ryan play play uh, Fire Pro Wrestling uh, GM mode over there. So that was fun. Uh, nice. You should go check that out as well. So go, we have a lot of fun content happening on our Twitch. Go check that out whenever you get the chance. Uh, we'd really, really, really appreciate it. And also, if you can go rate us five stars on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcast. That would be amazing. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, I believe that's everything. Zach, you got anything? No. Well, that just leaves me with one thing left to say then, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Count Out Podcast.